Stories that have proved your faithfulness And I've seen miracles my mind can't comprehend And there is beauty in what I can understand Jesus, it's you And Jesus, it's you
miracles. And we thank you that even in this day, you are doing miracles, signs, and wonders in the lives of people. And so today, we believe, O oh God, that broken hearts are being restored. We believe, O oh God, that lives of people are being changed and transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in you, O oh God, that there is divine intervention in the lives of people, that healings are taking place in the name of Jesus, that deliverance is taking place in the name of Jesus. You are a great and an awesome God. There is no one like your God. There is no one like your God. We worship your God. We glorify your name. You are the King of glory. You are the Lord Almighty. There is no one like your God. There is no God like Jehovah. There is no God like Jehovah. We worship your God. King of glory. Lord Almighty. Be blessed. Be glorified. We worship you. Worship your Lord. So, Lord, we give you the praise. Lord, we give you the glory. Lord, we give you the honor. We pray, we declare an open heaven over this house and over each one that is watching and everyone that is in this place. Father, we pray, O oh God, that lives are being changed, restored, renewed by the power and the grace of God. We say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place, just ministering to the lives of your people. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's going to hand over to Lorenzo. It's going to bless us. Hallelujah. I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My reading this morning is taken from Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 32, and it reads, Ask now about the former days, long before your time. From the day God created man on the earth, ask from one end of the heavens to the other. Has anything so great as this ever happened? Or has anything like it ever been of? Has any other people heard the voice of God speaking out of fire as you have and lived? Has any God ever tried to take for himself one nation out of another nation by testings, by miraculous signs and wonders, by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, or by great and awesome deeds? like all the things the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. You were shown these things so that you might know that the Lord is God. Besides him there is no other. From heaven he made you hear his voice to discipline you. On earth he showed you his great fire and you heard his words from out of the fire because he loved your forefathers and chose their descendants after them. He brought you out of Egypt by his presence and his great strength, to drive out before you nations greater and stronger than you, and to bring you into their land, to give it to you for your inheritance as it is today. Acknowledge and take to heart this day that the Lord is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Amen. There is no other. Keep his decrees and commands which I am giving you today, so that it may go well with you and your children after you, and that you may live long in the land the Lord your gives, uh, uh, the Lord your God gives you for all time. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Such a such a powerful portion of scripture. Amen.
God is reassuring us that He's the only God. Amen. He's a God that yesterday, today, and forever God is a God of the impossible. He's the same God that, that helped the children of Israel out of Egypt. Amen. I believe that right now, even if you read the, uh, the portion of scripture before this year, the Lord ordained for this to be Augustine. He chose at that appointed time for the children of Israel to leave Egypt, to come out of captivity, to move forward. Amen. And I believe that right now, all they had to do at that time in that generation was to be obedient, was to be uh, discerning to the voice of the Lord as Moses would lead the people, as Moses would direct the people from, uh, via God's uh, word and via his anointing. I believe that right now that there was breakthrough. You see, God tells them to keep his commands. Do not add or subtract anything, but be obedient. Amen? This was said for them because they were going to enter. They were going to enter the promised land, which was the end result. You see, the Lord took them out of Egypt to be the people of inheritance. I believe that we are the generation as well standing today of that inheritance. Amen? That grace that stood with that generation is the same grace that is with us. Hallelujah. We, we cannot forget the covenant as the word speaks the covenant that God wanted between him and the people. He wanted that close relationship. Pastor has been speaking about covenant. And I believe that right now, as we have been, been learning, that God is a God of covenant. Amen? We, we've been taught how to activate this covenant with God. And, and, and with this covenant, it brings advancement. And this is what happened. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, there was no looking back. Amen? Even when the, when the sea was parted and they were moving forward, they were moving with such an authority, with such a might, and they were going into what God had promised for them, led by Moses. And I believe there was no looking back because there was new seasons and new days that were coming ahead for them. And this is what God wants for us. Amen? We're celebrating our 21 years yeah. of God's faithfulness as a house of God. To the good times and the bad, we've seen God be with us. Hallelujah. You see, God worked miracles for the Israelites. So they would realize that he was the one true God. And that he had chosen them as his own. And this is what we should be today. We should know that there's one true God. He's chosen us to be his own. Thank you for this revelation. And to them and to us right now that we can read and we can know about this anointing. Think about God's promise. Hallelujah. When the word when the word looks at us and our lives, do they see God's strength or the weakness? Amen. We gotta be a, a, a generation that's standing on God's promises, a generation moving forward, a generation that's that that knows that God has great things in store for us, and all we gotta do is follow his commands and keep his covenant. Amen. Keep our covenant in Hallelujah. Can we just bow our heads and pray this morning? Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. I thank you, Lord, because you're a God of covenant. You're a God of the beginning and the end of God. You're a God that keeps your promises. You're a God that will never leave us nor forsake us, O oh God. You're a God that said it and he will do it. Father, today we remember, Father God, of the, of the promises that you kept, Lord, for, for all the generations prior, Father God, for the promises and your faithfulness to them, Lord. And today, Father God, we are thanking you, Lord, for, for what you are going to do, Lord, for the new season that's about to come into place, oh God, the fresh anointing, oh God, the new days ahead, Lord. We thank you, Lord, because it's only by your word and by your grace and by your direction, oh God, that we will move, oh God, and we will move forward stronger, 
better as a people of God that knows who you are. And there's only one God, and that is you, Lord. So we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor as we continue this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're going to praise God this morning. Amen. You're going to join us in praise and worship. Hallelujah. He did it again. And I'm going to count all blessings this morning. All glory to God. Amen.
hand of God made them his. A gathering, a company of people that carry the very DNA of the Father. So build your church, Lord. Build it from the ground up. Build your church. Build it strong. So you said, O oh God, and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against your church. And so this morning we stand upon the confidence of your word. If you said it, you will do it. If you said it, it will be done according to your name. So Father, today bless your people, bless your sons and bless your daughters. Even as we worship together, let them be built up in their faith. Let them be built up in their walk with you. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. Even as we gather around your word this morning, we believe that the entrance of your word brings light and life. Speak to us, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. And thanks to the worship team. Amen. It's our, it's, it's our covenant celebration where we just celebrate the goodness of the Lord and give thanks to God for just another year of, of ministry. Amen. We blessed to have had 21 years. Amen. 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 God's been faithful as yes. we look over the past 21 years and the way that God has shown up in our lives. We can truly say that God is faithful. Amen. amen. And God has brought us thus far. Amen. And so we just thank you for his grace upon us. Now, I'm just going to ask Pastor Maggie just to bring a greeting on behalf of the leadership to the church, amen, and then I'll share with you the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Wow, it's 21 years. Amen. What a celebration. Yes. Yeah. You excited this morning? Amen. And I'm definitely excited because when I look back and I think of the goodness of God, it makes me want to shout for joy and dance and sing because of God's faithfulness to us. It's hard to believe that it's 21 years since we had our first service in Neil and Cheryl's home with just eight adults, Diane, and our children, and to see where God has brought us through today. It's really God's hand. And as much as we are instruments in His hand, He is building His church through us. What a joy it is for us to work in the kingdom. So many lives have been changed in Potter's house. So many nations have been touched. Miracles after miracles, I cannot even begin to relate to you of how God has ministered to people. And the things that we have been able to do, when the Bible says don't despise the days of small beginnings, it really, really relates to who we are and how God has brought us through. Amen. Covenant is a big deal for us, Father's house. Yeah. Yeah. But for the past two years, it seems as though our hands and legs have been tied, our mouths have been closed, but we have still celebrated the goodness of God. Nothing stops us from getting excited about what God is doing right now, what he's done, but more especially what he's going to do in the future. Yes. We are a people that's wired up to celebrate. Paul, when he speaks in Romans 15, from verses 4 to 6, he says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had, 
so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God of our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. We look back to learn, yes, to gain endurance and encouragement, and we look forward with unity and hope. I'm going to end this morning from Malachi chapter 4 and verse 2. And it says, But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go, go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. Amen. Amen. Did you get that scripture? Amen. It says, The Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. Don't we need healing? Yeah. In this time, we need healing in our land, healing in our families, healing all over the world. We need healing. And he says, You shall go out like, and grow like stall-fed calves. It means that we're not relying on the dry grass that's in the ground. God is giving us from the riches of heaven. He is feeding us. And we are growing fat. Amen. Amen. And when you grow fat, what happens? I'm not talking about in the natural. Because in the, you grow fat in the natural, we tend to get a bit sluggish. But when we grow fat in God, we are growing fat with his word, with his spirit, with his anointing, with his grace. And when we are stepping out, there's so much that we have to give. So Father's House, on behalf of the of Pastor Gerald and myself, our spouses and the leadership, we want to say a very happy 21st covenant celebration. And as we listen to the word today, as we listen to the word today, I believe that God has something in store for us to set us forth for the next 21 years. Amen. God bless you. Opportunity. I, I really thank God for all of you, or each and every family, yes. individual that is part of this house. We've had the opportunity to in, interact with you and also have you to be a blessing in our lives. And we pray that in some way we've been a blessing in yours. Amen. Amen. Uh, I believe that there are still greater days ahead of for Potter's House and for the ministry yes. and what God is still yet to do in us and through us. Amen. Amen. And so I want to just use a few moments this morning just to set uh, just a few thoughts, just two thoughts that I wanted to share with you about what I'm believing God to do even in the next year. I believe there's two words or two statements that the Lord gave me as I prepared for today to share with you is that this is a season where God is unleashing a fresh anointing. Amen? Mm. And secondly, this is a season of acceleration. So I believe, if I can join it together, you are anointed for acceleration. Amen. Amen. You're a anointed for acceleration. Now there's, you know, you you you, you got uh, if you in a, if you ever drive a, a manual shift vehicle, you know you got the clutch and you got the brake and you got the accelerator, right? The 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 clutch is there to change gears. And, whether you, you know, higher gear or lower gear, and you got the brake there that sometimes some people make a lot of use of, right? I mean, the feet are heavy on the brake all the time. But in order for you to move, 
you have to have acceleration. Whether your car is in reverse gear, you have to accelerate for it to move in reverse. If you want to move forward, you have to accelerate. Amen? So today I pray that God will give us your anointed for acceleration. Now I want to just share with you just a few thoughts on, on firstly on what it means to be anointed. When you are anointed, every yoke over your life is broken. Yes. Mm. Amen? Yes. The Bible says the anointing breaks every yoke. Yeah. Now in Isaiah chapter 10 verses 27, it says, And in that day, that day shall come to pass, that in that day, that his burden will be removed off your shoulder and the yoke of your neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The, no, the yoke is not just going to be broken, yeah. but the yoke is going to be destroyed. destroyed. That means it's going to be completely, yeah. completely obliterated. 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 Obliterated, right? I almost read it. <laughs> right? I, 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 I was about to say it, it was in my mind, and it just went somewhere else, right? It's going to be obliterated, right? So we thank God that when God removes something that has enslaved us, mm -hmm. He doesn't just remove it, yeah. He doesn't just break it, but He completely destroys it yeah. so that there will be no remembrance. Yeah. Of it again. Amen. So this is what we are believing God. It's the anointing of God that breaks every yoke. And we know that uh, in, in the olden days in the farming they used to use the yoke to, to, uh, to join the oxen together to get them to work together. Now what was meant to uh, get them to work together forced them to work in a certain thing. Whatever you are yoked to is either you are directing it or it is directing you. Mm. Yeah. Amen? Whatever you are yoked to. Now, yoked means, that means you are almost in a same effort to complete a singular task, but you're together with this individual, this person, or even a thinking, or a thought, or a mentality. Sometimes we have certain yokes that is over our minds. Mm. Amen? That the yoke tells you you can't do more. That yoke begins to put a limitation over your life. That yoke begins to, to bring you to the place where you feel like there's nothing else you can do, say, or even desire. It, it even comes to the place where it also influences what you say and what you do. So you need to understand that it is the anointing that breaks the yoke of you. The Bible says, in that day, the burden of the Lord uh, will be taken away off your shoulder. I pray today that God will begin to remove yokes from over your life. Yeah. Things that have illegitimately attached itself or through circumstances or a deliberate act has attached itself to you, it can be broken. Now, so many of us live our lives as if whatever we have done wrong, whatever is illegitimately attached to us has a place and has a right over us. We need to start living to, from the point and the vantage point that God can break yokes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. God can destroy yokes. Yeah. That means what, where the mistakes that I've made, I'm not yoked to my past. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be yoked to something. The Bible also says don't be yoked to an unbeliever. Yeah. Amen. So you can't be joined together with somebody. Amen. So you need to understand what is keeping you from moving forward. Most cases is the yoke that is over us. 
Some of it is self-imposed. Some of it is imposed through circumstances. Some of it, we have exposed ourselves to being yoked. Amen. So this is a very, very important part. Let the yoke that is over our lives be broken. Amen. Because sometimes you are joined to something that is slowing you down. Something that is holding you back. And sometimes you are joined to things that is not God's plan for yes. your life. Anything that is not God's plan for your life, you've got no business being yoked to. Hallelujah. You've got no business being yoked to. Some, some of you say, no, but I'm a, I'm a product of a family. I'm a, I'm a, you know, my family was like this. There's a generational curse. No, you're not yoked to something. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. The Bible says, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. That means God had a plan for you. Yes. That means that we, we, we sometimes blame the bloodline for our decisions and our choices. So may the Lord deliver us from that. May the Lord break the yoke from over our lives. But second thing is that when the anointing of God comes upon us, there must be a thirsting after God. In, in Isaiah chapter 55 verses 1, it says, Come all you that are thirsty, come to, come to the waters. You who have no money, come and buy and eat. Come and buy, and it says, without money and without cost. So when, when the scriptures begin to say that, God is saying to you, the first thing you need for a fresh anointing over your life is a genuine thirst mm -hmm. after God. Yeah. And a thirst that only God can quench. Not a thirst that you can quench, amen? It's a thirst that God can only quench. And, and, and in this dimension, God says your money is no good. Yeah. You can't buy this anointing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's true. You can't buy it. Remember when, when Peter and, and the other apostles were going around doing miracles and healings, the, 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 the Elimus came to them and they said, uh, can I buy this yeah. Yeah. gift? Because remember, this man, although he was delivered from sorcery, he knew that in sorcery you could buy, you could trade this thing. And so what, what he was doing was he wanted to buy the anointing because he says, hey, people are following you, this is happening, the good things. He just looked at it as an option for, for sale. Yeah. He looked at it as a, a good investment. He says, can I buy this? And Peter then said to him, you cannot. You've got to get to the place. You can't buy the anointing. Mm. Jesus says, come. If you are thirsty, come. Those who have no money, come and buy and eat. He, he, he's saying, your money is not good to buy this. Yeah. But you have to come in relationship. And when you come into a relationship, it will begin to produce an anointing over your life. So I want you to understand when God anoints you, he anoints you for a particular purpose. So firstly, the anointing is to break the yoke. Secondly, the anointing requires a thirsting, a longing from us, right? But also the anointing is there to empower us. That means to do things that we normally cannot do. Zechariah says, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. That means it's not by might, that means not by human ability, not by power, by any authority of man, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That means there are things that can happen in your life, it's in the spirit. 
That means the Bible goes on to say that which is born of spirit is spirit, that which is born of flesh is flesh. Amen. You've got to come to that place where you believe God that there is a dimension of the spirit. Now, when you are anointed, it can change you completely. The anointing changes you completely. Yeah. Remember when Samuel engaged with Saul? When he first met Saul, Saul was looking after his father's donkeys. Or he's looking for his father's donkeys. And, and Saul begins to speak to, uh, Samuel begins to speak to Saul. He, he tells him where to go, gives him direction where to go find the donkeys. But he said to him, this was not the key purpose that you have engaged with me. There is a word that Samuel released over the life of Samuel, uh, Saul. Saul came to look for direction for the donkeys. He got a direction for his life. Yeah. Sometimes we are coming to God, expecting an answer for a particular thing, and God has got a greater answer for us. And so God, so, so God through Samuel, released the word that he will be the first king over Israel. He, Saul was anointed king outside the city, outside the eyesight or the hearing, or the, uh, of anybody, he was already anointed king. Mm. The formality that when, when Samuel anointed him before the nation of Israel was only a formality. Yeah. His initial anointing came when, when Samuel came out the city with him, anointed him and said to him, you go, you're going to find, there's a person that will give you directions and you'll find your donkeys. Right? But he said to him something before that. He says, as you leave me, this is a confirmation. As you leave me, there's a company of prophets that are coming down from the mountain, worshiping prophets. And, and when you engage with them, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. And the Bible says when Saul got into the company of the prophets, when he got into that atmosphere, Saul began to prophesy. Now, the, the question was, is Saul now amongst the prophets? The reality was that if you get into certain atmospheres, yeah. Yeah. it can change yeah. who you are. Yeah. Yeah. You think you know who you are. Yeah. Up until you get into that atmosphere and the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you and he began to prophesy. And the Bible says, and Saul turned into another man. There is, when the anointing of God comes upon you, you won't be the same person that you know. You get, there are certain things that you are holding on to. Sometimes our ideals, our, our ideas of who we are, our, we want to, people to view us in a certain way. But when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you and God begins to anoint you, all of a sudden, yeah. everything yeah. is shifted. Yeah. You don't worry anymore about what people think and what people's <laughs> opinions are about you. It's a place where you come at peace and there's a place where you come into freedom, and that freedom can only be experienced by the grace of God. Amen. I pray that this will be your experience in this new year. Amen. As we go into the end of this year and the beginning of 2022, may the anointing of God turn you into another man, mm. another woman. That means you become somebody mm. better, a better version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Saul in that moment lost all inhibitions. Saul in that moment forgot that he is from the tribe of Benjamin. Yeah. He, he lost all his sense of low self-esteem. In that moment, all of your physical attributes and all of your weaknesses and all of your failings disappear yeah. in the light of God's presence.
presence and his grace upon your life. If you come into the place that you're anointed, you will begin to move forward. But what does the anointing do? Firstly, the anointing opens our eyes. It gives us capacity for our eyes to be open. Amen? We cannot remain blind to anything. It opens our ears to the things of God. You begin to flourish in your health, in your finances. You become abundantly blessed. You become a candidate for the manifest presence of the Lord. Amen? This is what the anointing does. In Psalm chapter 133, we, we read about the oil that flowed down the head of Aaron, down his beard, his effort to the hems of his garment. The oil touching your head is God anointing your thoughts, anointing your decisions, your choices. Remember, much of what we do is on our head. Amen? Our brain controls most of our decisions that we make. That's why the Bible says, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Then on the beard, this is closer to your mouth. May God anoint the words that come out of your mouth. When the anointing oil hits your head and hits your face, there is an anointing that was beginning to be produced. But then there's also the effort. The effort was a, a breastplate that the, the priest would wear. And it basically guarded the, and covered the heart. When the anointing hits your life, your heart is changed. God takes away the heart of stone. He gives you a heart of flesh. Yeah. His spirit begins to lead you. That your choices, decisions, all become led by the Lord. Amen? The Bible says, guard your heart. For out of it flows the issues of life. And then, the, the next thing is it goes to the hems of your garment. Close to your feet. That means wherever your feet would tread, wherever your feet would step on, amen, God will begin to bless you. I pray that you are anointed wherever you go in. Some of you may find yourself in boardrooms. Some of you may find yourself in meetings. May God begin to direct you. Yes. At your school, at your workplace, at your, at your university, wherever you are, at your place of business, wherever you're transacting, may God just anoint you. Amen? I want you to understand this anointing of God is not only for you in church. It's not only for you to praise God and worship God and, yeah. and speak in tongues, but yeah. the anointing of God is to make you a better person. Yes. That means wherever you walk into, you carry that grace and that anointing. That when you walk into a business meeting and there is a there is decisions to be made and there's a lot of thoughts. Because you know, when you're engaging with people, there's a lot of other agendas. And so when you get there, God will give you a spirit of discernment. Yeah. You will begin to know, okay, this I can connect to, that I should walk away, that I should do, this is what I should say. God will give you ideas, amen? Some of you deal with difficult situations at your workplace. You don't know all, you don't have all the facts, but there's a God in heaven that knows the secrets yeah. of man's heart. Yeah. Yeah. God can begin to reveal it to you in that moment and will begin to guide the choices and the decisions that you make. Yeah. And in that moment, you'll be able to release what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. You need to trust God. Understand, this is why you're anointed. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You're anointed to be a better person. The kings of Israel had to be anointed before they occupied office. The priests had to be anointed before they could function as priests. You need to be anointed for the task that God has given you. You can't go and try and do the fulfill the purpose and the mandate of God for your life on your own strength. You have to have, be anointed for it. That means before the, the before Aaron becomes a priest over Israel, the first priest, 
Moses had to anoint him for that. That means there has to be the capacity created in you for you to function. There must be that divine empowerment. That's what the anointing is. It brings divine empowerment over your life. Amen. So I'm here to say to you, God is going to begin to grace you for the journey that you're going to be on. Amen. But then again, God is going to bring acceleration into your life. Acceleration is the divine ability to achieve great things in a short period of time. Mm. Hallelujah. I shared a little bit of this on Wednesday. That acceleration is going to bring supernatural speed. Like how Elijah would outrun the, the chariots of air. Mm. I declare that God is anointing you yes. to outrun the chariots of the world. Yes. Amen. That God is anointing you with a, with a spirit of acceleration. Now, if you if, if, if you would look at with me in Job chapter 2, verses 23. I just want to read a few verses. It says, Be glad then, ye children of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he had given you the former rain moderately. He will also cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall, uh, and your floors shall be full of wheat, and your vats will overflow with, with wine and oil. I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the cankerworm, caterpillar, palmerworm, the great army which I sent amongst you. Hold this promise to the end, no, uh, to the end of scarcity. No more scarcity in every area of your life from today. Wherever they have planned shame for you, they will have double, you will have double for your shame. You will no more know shame. Double surprise shall be your portion. Hallelujah. Amen. You've got to understand, what was verse 27, I'm going to read the King James. It says, and you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God and none else, and the people shall never be put to shame. Amen? Amen. This other version says, and you will get a double for your shame. Amen? I want you to understand today that God says, I've given the rain, the former and the latter rain, in the same month. I believe this is going to be a season where God is going to expand. It's a season of expansion. A season of miracles, a season of testimony, amen, that the prophetic promises of the Lord over your life will find manifestation in your life. There will be no longer a delay of the fulfillment of the prophetic word over your life. I declare that. I declare that God is saying your floors will be full of wheat, that there, I declare there will be an overflow is going to be your portion, that everything that you have lost, you are getting back, amen. That which the character worm, palmer worm, caterpillar, locust have eaten, God says, I am restoring. Yeah. And God is not only restoring what you have lost, He's restoring the years. Amen. amen. I declare that over your life yeah. that you don't lose anything. No one can rob you of that which God has intended yeah. for your life. Amen. I want you to understand God is going to watch over you. I believe that God is giving you double for your trouble. Yeah. Amen. 
Amen. For everything that you have gone through, God is going to begin to restore to you a hundredfold if you walk faithfully. Yes. This was the promise. And so you've got to get to the place. If you believe in acceleration, it does not mean your life is going to be absence of any challenges and trials. But in that process, you're going to believe God. Every time there's something coming against me, you're going to give me double for this trouble. Yeah. Come on. You're going to, Lord, whatever I'm going through, you're going to restore. I'm not going to lose anything. I'm going to come out of it better, stronger, more equipped, more blessed than I walked into this. Remember when, when, when in 1 Samuel chapter 30, in Ziglag, David and, and, and uh, took the men to war, and, and when they went to war, their families were, were taken captive, and uh, all, all their goods were taken. When they come back, they find the homes are burnt, and, and their families are gone, all their stuff is gone, and, the, uh, and David goes and inquires of the Lord, and he asks the Lord, should I go after them? And the Lord said to him, what did he say to them? Every, uh, uh, he says, go after them. You will pursue them, yeah. you will overtake them, and you will recover it all. Yes. I want you to take that word and put yeah. it in your spirit yeah. right now. Pursue it, yes. overtake it, and recover it all. Yeah. Yes. Pursue it, yeah. overtake it, and recover it all. Amen. You've got to understand, over the, your children, over your loved ones, over your family, pursue it, overtake it, recover it all. Over your finances. Over your employment, over your resources, pursue it, overtake it, recover it all. That is what God said to them. I want you to decree over your life that this is a season of uh, that I'm anointed for acceleration. That you've got to get to the place where it's not going to take years. What would have taken years is going to take months. Yes. What would have taken months is going to take weeks. Yes. What, what would have taken weeks is going to take days. What would have taken days is going to take hours. Yeah. You've got to get it in your spirit and say, Lord, I'm believing you that this is going to begin to happen. You, you got, you, if you get that in your spirit, you will see the hand of the Lord. Can we just bow our heads together? We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We declare that this will be a season of restoration. This is will be a season of breakthrough. We declare that this is a season where we will recover all that was lost. That we declare that today that whatever you have lost in favor, blessings, materials, are being restored to you in Jesus' name. Everything that the, the devil and his adversities have taken to you, God is giving you double for your trouble. Amen. Amen. That we declare that divine security, divine provisions, divine protection, divine blessings belong to you. Amen. And that no, no enemy can take it away from you. I declare and I decree over your life today that you have a grace for divine acceleration. Amen. You're anointed for acceleration in the name of Jesus. That God is giving giving over your home, over your marriage, over your family. God is beginning to watch over. God is going to begin to protect. God is anointing your home and your family. Amen. God is sending help helpers. Yes. God is sending destiny helpers yes. to walk alongside you to accomplish all that is that God is giving uh, uh, determined for your life. Amen. Whatever God has determined for your life is not going to take long. I command that the time will be reduced. 
in the name of Jesus. I declare there will be a reducing of the time for expansion and for the manifestation of the miracle in your life. Amen. What would have taken years is going to take months and days in the name of Jesus. That I believe that God is, is giving you the ability that you thought you lost time and you lost many things. God is going to give you the ability to catch up in the name of Jesus. Amen. And any powers that come against you, the Bible says, is being destroyed. Because we believe that the yoke is being destroyed because of the anointing of God. We declare today over the lives of your people that you are blessing them and moving them forward in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Bless the Lord.